What a big win for Tyner on Friday night. Just an incredible uh, victory. And, of course, what an incredible evening, the atmosphere and all things uh, Tyner as they close out not only their uh, history part of it being the last uh, game at Bob Evans Field and uh, and Wayne Turner Field, I should say, Bob Evans Stadium, uh, just a collection of a lot of former players and coaches. And, uh, of course, Wayne Turner was there himself and just a interesting uh, atmosphere and just a cool way to go out. I mean, not only did they win the game, but they pounded them. I think it was 21 to nothing. Uh, right out of the gate. I mean, it was, uh, it definitely was a mercy rule. And of course, Tyner had a 33 nothing halftime lead and just a really great opportunity. And I know Stephen Hargis was there, uh, from the Chattanooga Times Free Press and he will join us right now. He's on line one. All right. Mr. Hargis, uh, great atmosphere at Tyner to close out that historic. Well, I mean, you put it in your story. I saw you put it on Twitter a number of different times. I mean, they are the most successful public high school in the Hamilton County area. I don't think there's any doubt about that. No, I mean, just with, with what they were able to do under under Wayne Turner Quake, um, you know, what he built from, from 1991, I think was his first year, <clears throat> up until two years ago when, when he stepped away from the program. Uh, just un- I know Red Bank obviously won a state championship uh, and has been close a couple of times, but but consistently year in and year out, you know, under under Coach Turner, Tyner won 15 region championships and played for three state championships, won one of those, finished runner up twice. Uh, I mean, he just really kept that program on on you know absolute concrete footing, and and they've been kind of the model program for us. Uh, for quite some time, and, and you know it was it was a neat atmosphere to be there. The, the you know the Tyner side was packed and overflowing, and saw lots of guys you know who played for Tyner through the years who were there to uh, to come back and you know cheer on this year's team to to get to the state championship game. But also they were there just to kind of reminisce with their former teammates and and coaches, and it, you know it was just a special night for a lot of folks there at Tyner. Uh, Rory Hinton, of course, who was a quarterback of the '97 team that won the state championship and was a quarterback uh, when they. Uh, came up uh, short and were the runner up, runners up the year before that. He has a son that's on this team. So, I mean, there's just this progression of, of Tyner athletes. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, so many between you and uh, our man uh, uh, Jay Fowler with FCA uh, watching Twitter on Friday night was pretty pretty cool. I mean, all those faces that you're like, man, they're back, they're back, they're back. There must have been hundred, at least 100 ex-football players from Tyner, right? Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, when they had their their ceremony there at, at halftime, uh, on the on the track, kind of facing the home side, uh, it was just rows and rows of former players there, and you know, all all kind of gathered around uh, each other and their former coaches, and that was that was neat to see. And you mentioned Rory; I got to, got to visit with Rory for a little bit, and you know, congratulated him that you know, as a dad watching his son, uh, Rayshon had had was in on at least two. Uh, plays where where he forced a fumble and I think recovered a couple of those. So I, th- I think he forced one or two fumbles and I know recovered two of those. So he's kind of Johnny on the spot and and really a, a big hitter uh, in that secondary for Tyner. Big reason why you know their defense is is the best in two A this year. Uh, you know they're only giving up about six points a game and and obviously had the shutout again. That's program record for shutouts and and Rayshon is is a big reason uh, for what they've been able to accomplish this year. So I know Rory is really. 
you know, really proud and with, with a lot of reason to be. And he was a, a spectacular player in his own right. You know, back when, when Connor won it in 96, of course, got there in 96 and lost to, to Melrose, that, that Melrose team that sent like three guys on to, to play for Tennessee and some others that went on elsewhere. They were just uber talented. And then the next year, Tyner takes the next step. And it was, it was Rory actually hitting uh, when Derek Stewart with about a minute to go uh, for the for the game winning points, there about a thirty yard touchdown pass that he threw that night in ninety seven that lifted Tyner to, to win their state championship. So now you know his having his son uh, with the chance to get a ring of his own. I know that's going to be really special for those two guys. And the history is awesome, and you know the the night was very emotional and super cool. But from a football standpoint, this might be the best collection of athletes I've ever seen on a two A team. I mean, it, it you just don't see. Like you mentioned, I mean, there's so many guys contributing defensively. They're incredible. Offensively, um, you know, with um, uh, the quarterback's arm, uh, he's just slinging it all over the lot. I mean, they've got wide receivers running free down the sidelines. They've got running backs, three or four of them that you can give to and expect positive things. I mean, this is a loaded team. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, preseason-wise, got to see them in some scrimmages and saw, you know, the size that they have. I mean, Tyner always has really good athletes. Uh, they, they always, you know, the speed and athleticism is something they've got this year. They had the size to go with it and the depth. And, you know, Josh Jackson, obviously, he's a Mr. Football finalist for them, thrown for over 3,000 yards this year. And, really, he doesn't have just one main guy. You know, Trey Ruffin, I think, has eight touchdown catches. Of his, of his ten playoff catches, eight have gone for touchdowns wow. so far. I mean, he's the closest thing you have to – you know, a go-to guy, but he's got three or four other guys that he's spread it out who have several hundred yards each receiving. Uh, so offensively, you know, Josh is kind of the guy that makes them go, but they've got size, they've got depth. I mean, they've got everything you need. It was it was funny. Before the season started, I was I was joking around with, with one other coach. I won't say who it was, but he's a, a 2A coach, and I knew that he had been a finalist for a job somewhere else. And I asked, you know, what, what why were you interested in, in it, applying somewhere else? And he, he laughed and looked at me and said, have you seen what Tyner's building? He said, I've seen those guys in, in, in preseason. Uh, we don't want any part of that. So I think, you know, a lot of folks kind of recognize that if, if Tyner stayed healthy, they had all the ingredients to, to make a deep push and, and, you know, do exactly what they've done this year. And you know, really happy for Scott Chandler. He's a guy, obviously, was at Ottawa and had a really good staff with him there. Uh, you know, left there, stepped away from there. Uh, he, he's, he's an LFO grad. He's a local guy. Uh, who has really taken on? Not many people want to follow Wayne Turner's shoot, you know, his his footsteps. Uh, but I tell you what, Scott has done as as good a job of of picking up what Wayne has, has done and added on to that. You know, kind of changed the offense from more of a wing T, run the ball first style to they they've spread it out and it's more you know as he said basketball on grass where you just let guys run in open space and get open and Josh Jackson hits them and, and lets them do do work there. Uh, but, I mean, just a lot of really, really cool storylines uh, around Tyner. Nine times out of ten, that uh, that usually fails. Uh, the guy replacing the legend. I mean, but uh, it's worked out so far for Coach Chandler, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping it, it works out this weekend. Now, when you look at the their opponent, uh, Stephen, Riverside, you know, looking at some of their opponents, uh, I, I'm not real familiar with uh, a lot of their schedule, a lot of the teams on their schedule. So tell us a little bit about Riverside and – uh, what we can expect from them? Yeah, I, I think what you'll see from them that they're going to want to be, from everything I've gathered, more of a grinded out style. Um, I, I'll just be honest, guys. Not not just because 
China is the local team. I, I think if China goes out there and just does what they've been doing all season long, play, plays the way they're capable of, um, Riverside's going to have a hard time tackling those guys in space. Um, I, I think Tyner's offense is, is going to be really, really difficult to stop, especially on turf. You know, you've got good, good you know, dry weather uh, where they can sling it around a little bit and spread things out. I, I think Riverside's going to have a hard time slowing those guys down. And we've seen what they do defensively. If, if Riverside is going to try to play in a phone booth and, and keep everything in tight and run, you know, whether it be option style or more off tackle type things, um, they're going to find that, that Tyner is a much different top team than they've seen in West Tennessee all season. This is not your, you know, your grinded out uh, style of team that, that they're used to seeing. And, and defensively, uh, this Tyner team is just really, really special. I, I, I think, you know, if Tyner stays healthy throughout the game and, and doesn't turn it over and just plays the way they've, they've been playing and are capable of, I don't see any reason why this is not a, a Tyner pull-away game. Grinded out against Tyner usually means get you beat. In my book, yeah, it usually means three, three, uh, three quick offensive snaps, and you're punting back to those guys who can run it, take it to the house on any snap. So. There you go. Well said. A little bit about Baylor because it's a monster opportunity for those guys. Of course, um, uh, uh, Will Muschamp's son, Whit Muschamp, the quarterback, and I would imagine he'll be in attendance. He's been to a number of games uh, this year to see his son play for Baylor school, but NBA, a familiar, uh, familiar foe, but you know, can anybody beat him at this point? Well, if anybody can, it's, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly Baylor. And, you know, we, we came within a, a made two point conversion by Macaulay, uh, a couple of weeks ago in the semifinals of having a Baylor Macaulay matchup. You know, it's, that was wound up being a one point loss, uh, by Macaulay to NBA. And of course, uh, a few weeks ago, back in, in late October, um, I went to Nashville and covered the, the Baylor and NBA game there, and it was wound up being an eight-point game. Uh, NBA you know, scored late to put it away. Uh, but, you know, that was a game where Baylor late had a chance with a two-point conversion. They could have taken a lead. So this is definitely going to be one of those. When you look at, you know, you mentioned Whit Muschamp, and obviously you've got Caleb Hampton, the, the Mr. Football finalist who's a running back for Baylor, and then Marcel Reed, who seems like he's been at NBA for eight years. Um, going to Ole Miss, and he's a Mr. Football finalist too. When you've got the kind of athletes that those two teams are going to put on the field, there's going to be a lot of big plays and a lot of points scored. Uh, that, that's kind of the way it was uh, when they played the first time. You know, it was who, who had the ball last basically was going to be able to put the game away. Uh, Mari Jefferson had a couple of big big plays. Uh, Caleb Hampton had some big plays for Baylor. Uh, Marce- Marcel Reed just scrambled around and was able to make plays with his legs and, and with his arm. And so uh, it's kind of one of those deals where if you can get if you can just contain Marcel Reed, because he's he's the guy, really the only true you know big play athlete that NBA has. If you can kind of maintain what what he does, and that's easier said than done, then you got a, a really good chance of, of Baylor winning this thing. They're going to be obviously it's it's basically a home game. Should be a really good crowd for Baylor, uh, but I think it's going to be one of those back and forth kind of games where both offenses uh, you know put on a show because there's just too much athleticism on the field not to do that. Right, uh, but I, you know, you like Baylor's chances. I mean, they they went to NBA and and played them toe to toe a few weeks ago. So why would you not expect them to do the same thing here in the state championship game? It's going to be fat, uh, just fantastic, I believe. We'll be there on Thursday. Looking forward to uh, doing the show from down there. Just a little bit about you all's coverage. Obviously, uh, Tim Morgan uh, from the uh, uh, Chattanooga Sports says 
you know, told us that, hey, you do that initial um, run that they had last year, you figure out things that you can improve on, and you make it better. And that's obviously what we try and do every day, what you guys do at uh, the newspaper. But, frankly, of, of the slash newspaper media outlets left in our state, you guys dominate uh, high school sports coverage, especially high school football coverage, like no other no other entity in this state. So I, I imagine you all have a big plans for covering this again for 2022. Well, I, I appreciate that, Quake. Our, our whole staff puts a lot of time and effort into, you know, into the coverage of, of the local teams through the season, especially we kind of ramp it up a little bit this week. Um, you know, we'll, we'll cover every game, not just the Tyner-Baylor game, but we'll have our guys will be there, you know, uh, shooting video, tweeting, covering, writing about every game. We'll have, you know, going into it, we'll have a, a preview just to overall of the, of the Blue Cross Bowl itself. And then, you know, got a, a story that I'm working on about just the, the college prospects that you can – you know, if you're just a Joe fan, you just want to go watch high school football. We'll have kind of a guide as far as which games to watch for with, with prospects. You know, that are juniors and seniors this year uh, going into it. We'll have that. We've had you know several features that we've got lined up for for local players and teams going into it, and then just you know the game coverage itself. So, you know, follow along. Patrick McCoon will be out there. Uh, I'll be there. We'll have you know photographers and other folks be will be out there to help us cover uh, throughout the week. So just kind of. Follow us, you know, at timesrepress.com or, or along with, with Twitter, uh, and, and we'll have, you know, pretty much every aspect of, of the game's covered for you. And I think everyone should be a Joe fan, just you know, throwing my opinion in there. <laughs> uh, I want to say, you know, let me say this before, before uh, we wrap it up with you, Stephen. You know, I don't want to look past this weekend and Blue Cross Bowl, but in 2023, if I, if I could just, you know, throw some possible improvements out there, it would be, I just don't think you, in your preseason tour, I don't think you hit enough schools. I mean, I think you're really slacking there. So could we get more schools on your tour? At some point, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop being lazy and try to get to about 30 instead of 20 or 22 or whatever it was. Yeah, it, we'll see what we can do about that. Joe. We'll, well, if if I ever can do it, I'll I'll definitely you know throw a tip of the cap out there and be like, look, Joe, finally talk me into doing a little more work. So we're going to hit a few more schools. Hey, look, he's got a side gig called hauling junk. If he had the hauling junk helicopter to take Stephen <laughs> across the Tennessee Valley, yeah. this would be a major a step in the right direction. That's it. That's it. I mean, if I can avoid some of the orange cones around Chattanooga and get from place to place a little quicker, that would definitely help. <laughs> well, you do a fine job. Absolutely. Keep up the good work, man. Looking forward to seeing you this weekend at the Blue Cross Bowl. Thanks, guys. Look forward to seeing you. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Sounds good. Stephen Argus, of course, the sports editor of the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Holland Junk Helicopter. It's got something going on. I think it does. I could weld something together right now, but. (laughs) No, that would be a whirly bird. I I don't know about those welds. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)